One of the most common things to happen during a spiritual awakening is the collapse of your old identity. And boy, can that be scary. I don't know who I am anymore. Now don't worry because in this video, I'm going to help you quickly figure out if your identity is falling. And I'm also going to share my top five tips to help you get through an identity collapse like a champ. Coming up. This video is brought to you by the jewelry designer Tikladi. To get your own mala bead necklace like the one I'm wearing in this video, check out the description box where you'll find a 10% discount code. Hello beautiful soul, this is Christina Lopes, the Heart Alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you get notified as soon as I publish new content. Now this video, we're going to be dividing it in three parts. In part one, we're going to cover why we have an identity collapse in the first place. Then in the second part of the video, we're going to go over the top signs of an identity collapse so that you know if you're going through one right now. And then in part three of this video, we are going to go over my top five tips on how to overcome an identity collapse, work through it, and kind of you know get your bearings and, and put your feet on the ground and get grounded if you are going through an identity collapse. Once you get done watching this video, let me know in the comments below if you feel like you're going through an identity collapse right now. I want to hear in the comments below. Okay, on to part number one, and that is why do we lose our identities, uh, especially during a spiritual awakening? There are really just two main reasons why this happens. And the first reason is that when your soul triggers your spiritual awakening, you begin to shed everything that is rigid in you. <laughs> and so what happens is as your soul triggers the spiritual awakening, it's really moving your system into ascension, into a higher vibration. And in that higher vibration, there's no room for rigidity. Your energy system starts to become more flexible and more pliable the higher you go in consciousness. And so your soul is literally, your whole energy system is going to start breaking down everything that's rigid in you. And guess what's rigid? Ding, ding, <laughs> your identity, your mental constructs of who you think you are. These are very rigid, rigid um, constructs. And they are one of the first things to go because your soul's not going to have anything rigid <laughs> when you're going through a spiritual awakening. It won't tolerate it. It's just pulling you up into ascension. And so to get a little bit more woo woo, let me get a little bit more spiritual on this. What's happening really is that your system is being bombarded with new light codes. And as your system is beginning to integrate these light codes, this vibration is extremely high and it's going to break through any walls that you have, any rigidity that you have in your system and your identity, your sense of self, your mental constructs. That's one of the most rigid things we have in our lower selves. Okay. So that's going to be bombarded. It's going to be one of the first things to be bombarded. And that's why we tend to lose our identities when we're going through a spiritual awakening. That's the first reason. The second reason why we lose our, our identities during a spiritual awakening is because we begin to see the deeper truths of who we are. <laughs> As we go through a spiritual awakening, we start to shed everything that is untrue and we start to connect more deeply with our hearts, with our souls, with our higher selves. And as we do this, we connect more deeply to our inner truths. 
The more deeply we connect to our inner truth, the less we need mental constructs, the less identities we need, because we're connected to a deeper truth, a higher truth of who we are, so the mental constructs about who we think we are, they're no longer necessary, so they can go out the window. <laughs> so you'll notice that as you keep going on your, along your spiritual journey, you will really find no need in having an identity anymore. It's a really weird sensation at first, but then you get used to it and you really don't need to have an identity Identity. You don't hold to an identity anymore because you're very connected to that deep inner truth of who you are. Now, if you want to go deeper on this whole idea of spiritual awakening, and if you're unsure if you're having a spiritual awakening, here's a video that I have about, uh, about the top signs of spiritual awakening. So you can check that out. I'm going to leave a link in the description box below to get deeper into that, to figure out if you have a spiritual awakening, if you're having a spiritual awakening now or not. Okay, on to part number two, and that is what an identity collapse looks like. <laughs> so you may not be sure whether you're having an identity collapse or not, so I've put together my top six signs of an identity collapse, so you can figure out if you're having one right away. So the first sign is you feel completely lost in life. <laughs> so when your identity starts to fall, when your sense of self, of who you think you are in this world, of what you think you're doing here, when that entire mental construct starts to fall, you feel completely lost in life, right? It makes sense. <laughs> You've been thinking that you are a certain person of a certain personality with certain likes and dislikes for decades, probably if you've been alive for decades. And so your whole life you've taken to construct this mental idea of who you are. And then suddenly when it collapses, what's one of the first things you're going to feel? Totally and utterly lost in life. Okay. So this is the first sign. It's very, very common to feel this way. And it's exactly because this rigid mental construct of who you think you are is collapsing. And as it's collapsing, you feel a little bit lost. You don't know what to do. Okay. This is very normal. First sign that you are going through an identity collapse. The second sign that you are having an identity collapse is that you feel anxious or restless. And this is really common and you can kind of understand why, right? As your identity falls, your sense of self starts to fall and your, and what you think your place is in the, this world. When that mental construct starts to fall, it's normal to feel anxiety, but I'm going to share a little reason and kind of a little behind the scenes reason on why the anxiety can really increase when you're going through this identity collapse. And the reason is because one of the main, um, one of the main functions of that mental construct of identity, one of the main functions of it is to give you an illusion of permanence of, of things that don't change basically. So what that mental construct is doing, it's giving you an illusion of permanence. It's giving you the illusion that things happen in a B C D sequence in this really nice linear fashion. It's giving you this idea that everything is permanent and non-changing. Now we all know this is an illusion and sooner or later we all find out, you know, whether you've had the, the gone through loss or had your life completely fall apart on you. We all realize at one point or another that permanence, the illusion of permanence, this is, it, it really is an illusion because there is no such thing as permanence. Everything is constantly changing. But when you are going through an identity collapse and all of your certainties, all of your 
sense of self starts to fall, then this anxiety gets triggered even more because you get really exposed to the impermanence of life, right? Like your identity falls, you're so confused, you're so lost, and you're really, really totally and completely exposed to the impermanence and ever-changing nature of life. And at first that can be, that can really create some anxiety in your system. The third sign that you're going through an identity collapse is that your worldview can change, sometimes dramatically. <laughs> and so what does this mean? It means that your likes can change, your dislikes can change, your personality traits can change, things you wanted to do can change, you can completely change change everything, your entire worldview, how you see life can change completely from one day to the next. And this can also cause a little bit of anxiety and confusion because one day you like certain things and then the next day you're like, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> I used to like doing this, but I don't like that anymore. I used to like whatever, going to the movies and I don't like going to the movies. Now I like to paint, <laughs> whatever, I'm just making this up. But really your likes and dislikes, your personality traits can really, your whole worldview can change dramatically, very quickly when you're going through an identity collapse. Sign number four is that you no longer know who you are. <laughs> this is actually one of the most common statements I get from clients who reach me while they're going through an identity collapse. They reach me and they literally say in the consult, you know, I just have no idea who I am anymore. <laughs> That's one of the most common statements statements that come with this process of identity collapse. You don't know who you are anymore because that mental, that rigid mental construct of who you thought you were, it just starts to collapse and you just have no idea who you are at all. And I remember in my own life, this was, you know, sometimes I tell this story because it was life changing for me when I was going through this process and I've been through it many times and here's a ding, ding, <laughs> here's a little ding, ding. You, when you go through an identity collapse, don't think it's only going to happen wants to you, you're going to have multiple identity dissolutions across your lifetime. You just get used to it and it gets easier and they, you know, your, your identity falls and you're fine with it and you, you get a lot more used to it. But the first identity collapse is usually the most dramatic because you're not expecting it and you don't know what's going on. And when that happened to me, I remember I was walking by a mirror in my house one day, I was walking by it and I caught a glimpse of my reflection to the side and I turned to the mirror, I walked up to the mirror and I looked at myself and for a few seconds, I did not recognize the reflection staring back in the mirror for a few seconds. And this was, two things happened. First, it was a little scary. Can you imagine not recognizing your own reflection in the mirror, how weird that feels? But then the second thing that happened was it just felt amazing at the same time because it was like I was staring in the mirror, I was staring up deeply in my eyes and I could see the soul and the resilience of the soul uh, behind those eyes. And so it was amazing and a little scary, but, but that's how dramatic uh, your first identity uh, collapse can be where you can literally walk up to a mirror and not recognize the reflection that's staring back at you, okay? So, so that is sign number four, you just don't know who you are anymore. Sign number five is that you no longer define yourself or you no longer like to define yourself. 
And the, the way that this happens is that you will find that once that identity collapses and you start to kind of, you know, understand your place in the world, who you are, who this new you is, when this starts happening, there's this weird resistance to defining yourself again. It's, it almost feels like when you start to try to define yourself, it feels very constricting. You feel stuck. <laughs> it's not freeing at all. And so what tends to happen is you just stop trying to define yourself. You just, you just, you just stop saying things like, you know, if you're a lawyer and you have to say you're a lawyer, that's fine. I'm a lawyer or whatever. Or if I'm talking to people and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a life coach. I'm a YouTuber. Okay, whatever. But it's very, very lightly. I lightly hold these definitions. I don't really, I don't really get stuck to them. And, and what you're going to find is that you really have this resistance to defining yourself because you know, on a deep level that you go so way beyond any definitions that you can give uh, of yourself. Once you really come in connection with your soul and you understand your deeper truths, the mental construct of your identity becomes a little bit uncomfortable. It's almost like you're like, wow, I'm a lawyer. No, I'm not a lawyer. I'm way more than a lawyer. <laughs> and so it becomes a little confining to try and define yourself. And so you generally stop doing that unless you really have to. Uh, so that's, that's another sign that you're going through a, a mental or identity dissolution. Sign number six is that you go through a temporary increase in mental chatter. <laughs> so what this means is that when the, the identity starts to collapse, your mind starts to freak out a little bit. So your mind then begins to try and look for substitutes to that model. <laughs> so when one model collapses, the mind starts to, oh my God, what am I going to do? Let me think about this. Let me, <laughs> let me try and figure this out. And so your ment the mental chatter will increase temporarily. So I have a lot of people saying to me, you know, I, my identity is collapsing, but I just can't shut my mind up. It doesn't stop. And this is one of the reasons why why that mental chatter, why that inner chatter increases, it's simply because your mind is trying to find a solution to the problem of that mental model falling. Okay. The mind is always looking for solutions, sometimes even to things that aren't problems. <laughs> so this is, this is a very common uh, sign. If you feel like you're going through this increase in mental chatter, like your mind is just going a million miles an hour, that's okay. Take a nice deep breath. This is one of the very normal signs that your identity is collapsing. Okay, on to part number three, and that is what to do when your identity dissolves. So uh, I put together my top five tips to help you out here. This is really going to make a difference in, in kind of bringing you down into a state of peace and calm as you're going through this very disruptive process. All right. The first tip is let it go. <laughs> Please let it go. Beautiful soul. Do not get stuck on your old identity. Don't try to revive it as it's collapsing. Don't try and give it CPR. <laughs> so it survives. Let it die. Let it go because it's happening for your higher, for your higher purpose. Okay. So don't cling to it. Don't panic. Don't try to give your identity CPR to see if you can resuscitate it, let it go, let it fall, let it dissolve. <laughs> and what you can do, it's actually, it's, it's easy. It's easy now, but I know in the moment, sometimes when you're going through these panics, you can forget. So what I do is I like to put my hand on my heart. I take a nice deep breath 
and you can just say a mantra like, I let it go, I let my identity go, I do not hold on to this, okay? So get very good at developing mantras and having this inner talk, this soothing inner talk is very helpful, okay? So there's tip number one, let it go. Don't try to resuscitate an identity that's falling because it's falling for your higher good. Tip number two is become comfortable with change. <laughs> So this is, this is important and sometimes it takes a little bit of training because you know, our identities, our mental constructs have really trained us to believe in this illusion of permanence, that everything is non-changing, that things go you know, from point A to point B to point C and this is just all an illusion. So you have to get very comfortable with the fact that life is just constant and permanent change, really. <laughs> it's just change. Always, things are always changing. And all you have to do is just follow the cycles of nature, right? Nature never stops from winter to spring to summer to fall. To, it just keeps going from the tides that rise and then fall from the moon that go, get full and then, <laughs> and then isn't full. Like everything is just moving constantly in nature. And so take the cue of nature and learn how to work with, with change really. But I wanna give you a little, uh, a little extra, extra to this tip. And it's an understanding of, to, that's gonna help you work with change and it's, I want to give you a little bit on why we are so afraid of change in the first place. That's going to help you. And one of the reasons is because the, the more afraid we feel of change, it's usually having to do with an unhealed inner child, our beautiful, beautiful inner child. It's one of our sub-personalities, one of many. And the beautiful inner child is the one that tends to really get anxious with change. And it's usually an inner child that's wounded. Either something happened to you in your childhood that you haven't really healed and it stunted the growth of that inner child. And so you have a little bit of a wounded inner child. The more wounded your inner child, the more afraid you are of change. So if you find yourself freaking out with change, ding, ding, <laughs> you know your inner child is wounded and it needs healing. So so you can actually get very good with change once you heal the inner child. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a pro tip here, pro tip, pro tip. I'm going to give you a pro tip on how to work with that inner child so that then you can become more comfortable with change. So here's a little exercise that I like doing. You could do it with me now if you want to. So what you're going to do, you're going to bring your hands to your heart. You're going to take a nice deep breath and just focus on your breathing for a little bit. Focus on your breathing. And then what you're going to do is you're going to put your hands on your tummy. <laughs> okay. The stomach area, the low, the area of the lower three chakras, that's where your inner child resides energetically. So you're going to put your hands, one or both hands on your stomach and you're just going to breathe. You're going to wait for energy to come out of your hands into your stomach area. And then you're going to breathe and you're just going to say something soothing to that inner child. Again, mantra work is amazing. I love mantra work. Okay. So you can say something like everything is okay. Change is good. It's not bad. Really talk to your inner child in the same way you would talk to your own child. Okay. Talk to your inner child that way. All right. So if you're a parent, this is going to be easy for you. If if you're not a parent, you're just going to have to pretend you have a child and how you would talk to them. Okay. So just come up with some really
really soothing mantras that will help that inner child relax. The more you hold your hands here to your stomach, the more energy you draw into that area so it helps soothe the inner child also. The more that you heal and work with your beautiful inner child and help her free herself to do the things that the inner child is supposed to do, which is play, be creative, have fun, giggle. That's what the inner child subpersonality part of us is supposed to do. She's not supposed to be worried about life changes. That's the adult part of you that's supposed to be dealing with that, okay? So help the inner child go back to her childlike ways to playing and to being free and you take care of the adult stuff, okay? So this inner child exercise works really well. But if you want to do other things like an inner child meditation, go ahead and do that. But this is a really, this is a big pro tip. The more that you work with your inner child and you heal the inner child, the easier it will be for, for you to work with change in life. Okay. So there, there's your pro tip. Tip number three is focus on the signs. <laughs> now, this means that when you are going through an identity collapse, we've already talked about this a little bit, the identity collapse can really make you feel completely lost and completely confused, not sure what the heck to do, if you should turn right, left, up, or down. <laughs> okay, and this is really normal. So when you're going through an identity collapse, sometimes it's not very wise to be making rash decisions because if you make a rash decision in the middle of an identity collapse, it may not lead to very good outcomes in, in your outer world, okay? So the way that I like to work with people in this stage when they're going through an identity collapse is just get really good at working with the signs and synchronicities that life sends your way. So a way of doing this is you can literally sit in meditation and you can say to your guides, to your soul, to your higher self, you can say, look, I have no idea what to do right now. My whole identity is collapsing. So I'm not going to jump into action unless I get a really clear guidance from the universe, unless I get a really clear intuition or guidance or sign from the universe that tells me which direction to go. So get very good at observing signs and synchronicities in your outside environment and then acting on those signs and synchronicities, okay? This is a wonderful way to be, especially when you're going through an identity collapse, because then you're relying on the signs and synchronicities from your soul, from your higher self, and from your guidance team. And when you rely on those signs, the likelihood that you'll take a wrong step in the wrong direction are pretty low, okay? Because you're being helped by your guidance system. This is way better than just shooting a bunch of, you know, shooting a gun in the dark. You're not going to hit a target, okay? So try not to make any rash decisions when you're going through an identity uh, collapse because it may lead you a little bit astray. Tip number four, and this is one of the most important tips. Uh, tip number four is do not accept projections. Oh my gosh, you know, I work with clients on this a lot because when they're going through identity collapses, one of the things that happens is they start to get pressured by the people around them. Because guess what? When you go through an identity collapse, don't think the people around you aren't going to notice. Of course they're going to notice. They will notice. And sometimes they can start projecting fear onto you. And that can just make you more anxious, more confused, and more fragile. You can feel more sensitive and more fragile. So that this is a really important tip, beautiful soul. Do not accept projection 
rejections even from the people closest to you because even the people closest to you don't know what's going on within you you are going through a deep spiritual process and sometimes the people that we love the most may not understand it because the process is occurring inside of you okay so even the people closest to you may not know how to help you or what's going on all right so don't accept projections. Stand your ground is so important. Stand in your sovereignty, all right? Be in your sovereignty because if you're not, what's, what's gonna end up happening is you're gonna hear comments from, you know, clients tell me all the time that they get really hurt because sometimes a family member will come up to them and they'll say, I don't even know who you are anymore. And they're not saying that as a pleasant thing. It's not a compliment. They're saying that as kind of an attack, right? I don't know who you are anymore. You're changing into someone that I don't even recognize. These are really common projections that we can get from our, from the people around us when we're going through an identity collapse because we're changing. And sometimes that causes fear in the people around us and then they project that fear onto us, okay? So stand in your sovereignty. And what this means, being a sovereign being means I do not accept any influence from the outside environment unless it's an influence that's beneficial to me, okay? So I have to learn how to discern what is good for me and what's not. And I know how to say no and yes, all right? That's what a sovereign being does, okay? So stand in your sovereignty. If you get a projection from the outside environment, from someone you love, from a friend or whatever, from your partner, you have to get very good at being able to communicate your truth and not accepting that fear-based projection from the person. So you could say something like, I'm okay, I'm just going through a spiritual process, my identity is falling, I'm changing, my personality is changing, but it's good, it's not bad, okay? And you'll know what to say, but make sure that whatever you say is very clear so that that person doesn't do that again, <laughs> okay? Because if you continue to, to accept these projections from people and if they're coming from multiple different directions you can really get very anxious very confused and it could just make the whole process worse for you okay tip number five is connect more fully to your guidance <laughs> this i this is one of the most important tips and that's why i left it for last so you don't forget when you're going through an identity collapse, everything, it's almost like your whole sense of the world, not just of yourself, but of the world collapses. And so you're really left with only one thing <laughs> that's, that should really be your anchor and your safe place. And that's right here, ding, ding, your heart, your heart, because it's the portal of your soul and the connection to your higher self the connection to God, to your guides. It's all right here in your heart. And right in this heart center is, there's, there really is an unchanging part of you and an eternal part of you that's right here, it's always accessible. And when you're going through an identity collapse, you sure as heck need to be connected, not just to your guidance, but also to your creator, all right? And, and that connection is found right here in the middle of your heart, okay? So get very, very good at establishing daily practices that help you come into this connection more fully. So things like meditation to quiet your mind, the more quiet your mind is, the more easily you'll be able to connect and feel Feel that connection with God, with your guides, with your higher self. But you can establish other practices too, like dance, like uh, walking in nature, um, uh, all kinds of different things, journaling, uh, mantra work, okay, chanting, all of these different things you're going to have 
to pick what practices work best for you, but your overall goal with your spiritual practices is that you're just going to prepare yourself to connect more fully to the divine, all right? I'll leave you another thing here. Here's an extra tip, ding, ding, okay? An extra tip. As part of your daily practices, get very good at a daily energy clearing, all right? And so the daily energy clearing can be something very simple. The reason that I'm bringing this up and I'm adding it as a pro tip is because energy clearing is one of the best ways for you to connect more fully to your guidance because think about energy clearing in the same way you would think about taking a shower, right? I, I, why, why do you need to take a shower? Because you get dirty. <laughs> you get dirty and you want to clean your body, all right? And so spiritual hygiene is just as important. Energy clearing is much the same thing as taking a shower. You could do it very quickly. I do it pretty quickly in the morning. I just stand in front of my, in, in front of my beautiful window in the sun. I get sunlight into my kitchen in the morning. I stand there and I just literally say to my guides, I wish to clear my energy. Sometimes I'll call uh, an archangel, like an archangel Michael that's very good with helping with energy clearing and I just call my guides and I say it's my intention to clear my energy and then I just visualize this beautiful beautiful bright light coming from my head down 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 my body down my body clearing 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 all the way and the energy the old energy goes down through my feet into the earth into the center of the earth okay and so that's one of my energy, uh, my daily energy clearing uh, techniques. You can do this also. Make sure that this is a part of your spiritual practice because the more that you get used to cleansing your energy every day, the easier it is for you to connect with your heart, with your guidance. And the more that you connect with your guidance, the more connected you are with God, the more easily you can get through this process of identity collapse. Now I want to hear from you. Are you going through an identity collapse right now? Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my channel or head over to my website to take my heart quiz to figure out if your heart's blocked. And don't forget this video is coming up next about the signs of spiritual awakening. You're going to want to watch this if you feel like you're going through a spiritual awakening. All right, beautiful soul. I am out.